What? So at which point do you make make it to the big network show? Which was the one you hate. What? Oh, gee. I know you don't like it, but that was the biggest show you were on. I'm, I'm trying to say, yeah, um, there had been demands for improvement uh, because the central character uh, and the supporting characters... Um, were too comic, uh, too camp. There was there was a demand for uh, improvement, or or well, reinventing the wheel, uh, as my father sometimes put it. Um. So, I retained that um, attitude or objective. Uh, of of improving uh, once I went public. But besides you, who was making those demands? Who was making the demands? Yeah, I mean, who, who uh, else about, was trying to improve about whom? Underdog. I think you might have been the only one. Um. I mean, I could I, be I, wrong, I, but I don't What? I, I could be wrong, but I think you might be the only one who tried to I, do that. I, I never saw anything in print, but here and there, I would hear a few people, just average citizens, uh, casually talking or, or, or gossiping, uh, or sometimes I spoke... Uh, directly to a couple of people and 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 they said uh underdog was just silly it's kind of a shame you didn't uh have uh, a social media ability back then could have started uh they have all sorts of petitions online and yeah, that would be. Oh no, no, no! There was never, there was, there never was any such thing um, as as the internet. I know. Uh, in the past, or 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 once I went public, it's a, you could have used it. It could have been very helpful. Oh boy! Um. Yeah, in 1984, I went on my first big-scale com- publicity campaign in, in conjunction with with Underdogs having a milestone anniversary. Um, in 1986, uh, I first touched base with uh, Rich Brown and Beyond Vaudeville. Um, well, I didn't know where to contact them. I didn't look. I didn't go after them. They looked me up. Uh, they sent me a, a letter about the next uh, live uh, stage variety show at um, yeah Columbia University in uh, New York City. And you filmed that, and that was a 
that was shown on where? That was a TV show? Local cable? Um, um, no, no, that first, um, that first, uh, Beyond Vaudeville performance uh, I did uh, was uh, strictly stage. Um, there was a filming of it, which I uh, got a copy of uh, my performance on video cassette later, but it was not um, it was not put out um, on TV the normal way. It did become a talk show uh, a bit later, but but the stage shows were still going on. Uh, the stage shows were uh, annual, but but the talk show would be uh, 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 several times a year. So is it from that show that somebody sh- saw you perform and then you got invited to the Stern show? Is that they used to get their guests? Yeah. They would watch Richard's show and kind of take oh. the guests off of it. <laughs> and, but you didn't know anything. How would you, how, how'd that happen? Yeah, who contacted you? Um, 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 one of, one of the TV show uh, staff uh, who worked on it, um, she telephoned me and and asked, uh, would I want to do uh, Underdog on the Howard Stern show? Who? I had never heard of him. Um, she said, um, uh, he's famous on radio. Well, that's how I got started. But uh, I, I never heard uh, his radio show because... Uh, Whenever I listened uh, to radio, it, it was always uh, to uh, classical music. Um, this woman said uh, the TV show um, was very highly rated. So they had, they had heard of me uh, through uh, Beyond Vaudeville. I don't know if they called Beyond Vaudeville or... Or, or witnessed a, a performance. And then what happened? Uh, um, I asked, um, how, 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 does, how does Howard uh, handle the show? Uh, obviously, he's an MC, but... How does he behave toward his guests? And uh, and the woman said, "Oh, he's fanciful, fun, and comic. Comic? No. Oh no. Uh uh-uh. uh. Um, I told the woman, no. I was very serious with Underdog, and she understood that. But then I had to tell her about how another uh, TV host that." that was usually comic, uh, deviated from his pattern uh, with with a guest uh, he once had uh, in the past. 
Uh, okay. Um, 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 in the in the past, on one of the Philadelphia uh, TV channels, um, uh, was a host named Doctor Shock. Uh, he wore a tuxedo and kind of uh, uh, greasy. I don't know what you put on hair in those times that made it stand out uh, thickly on the sides or or the crown of the head. Um, well, that's how his hair looked. And he also had some uh, 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 rather grotesque uh, face makeup. He, uh, he hosted um, old-time horror movies uh, as as Saturday afternoon TV matinees. And once in a while there would be a, a, a break in the movie as we went back to Dr. Shock for a while. Um, uh, he talked about something or he had this cute little girl with him uh, all the time uh, sitting on a table uh, while he was standing alongside the table. Uh, sometimes he had guests, but I didn't see them. Um, and and other viewers said that he made wisecracks or made, or sometimes uh, teased the guests. With a name like Dr. Shock. What? With a name like Dr. Shock. Uh, yes. Know. However, one time he had veteran actor... John Carradine as his guest. Do you remember him? Yeah, that's a pretty uh, good get. They're related to Kung Fu Guy. What? <laughs> what? He's related to the Kung Fu Guy. Um, that was David Carradine yeah, so I in, in be Kung mean Fu. John him. was his father. Yeah. All right, but the point is, Dr. Shock didn't make any wisecracks or tease John Carradine. Could he was serious and respectful with him. Okay, so I explained Well, if your to, brother is Kung Fu... What? If your brother is Kung Fu, no one's going to mess with you. What has Kung Fu got to do with anything? It's pretty scary stuff. Huh? It's pretty scary. That's beside the point. That was, that was not John Carradine. That his was his brother. son, David. And oh. it was a lot later. I'm talking about how Dr. Shock treated John Carradine with respect. So when this uh, woman uh, on the Howard Stern show staff said that Howard was comic, uh, I told her uh, about uh, the one time that Dr. Shock and John Carradine were together and, uh, and uh, the attitude, uh, the atmosphere was completely different because I was serious. Um, I wanted Howard Stern uh, to treat me with respect because I was afraid when the when the woman said uh, uh, he was comic. Um, yeah, she said that uh, I had to come uh, to the TV studio uh, to uh, to audition. Now, now she called me on a Monday. Um, I had to go for the audition um, just two days later, the Wednesday of that week. Um, 
Um, yes, uh, the producer of the show was there. His name was uh, Mr. Buckwald, and, and a few other, uh, a few other staff people. But, uh, but, but Howard himself was not there. Um, I wanted very much uh, to talk to the top brass about how my performance and my character uh, needed to be treated with respect. Um, and and I, I asked those people, uh, um, will Howard be here soon so I can talk to him? But, uh, but he never came. And, and, and then they said, I, I passed the audition, I had to come and make my first appearance on the show that same Friday. All right, so I had not seen an episode of that show uh, the normal way. Um, and, and the staff people I talked to had been evasive. So I was really scared when, when I made the trip uh, on Friday uh, um, uh, for my uh, debut on that show. When I got to the studio, um, I saw uh, some other guests uh, uh, waiting in line. Um, and, uh, yes... I asked, I tried to find out from from some of them how did Howard Stern behave while on camera. One of them just said, you never know uh, what he's going to do. He's he's unpredictable. That that scared me more. Um, um, also, yeah, uh, one of his assistants, uh, Stuttering John, uh, came into that room then. I asked him uh, about Howard, and he and he said, "Oh, oh, he's funny, comic. Um, he he's just unpredictable." I I tried to tell him uh, that uh, I needed to be treated with respect because I still didn't see uh, any sign of Howard himself. Um, but I didn't find out uh, from Stuttering John. Um, all the information I needed. Um, yeah. Um, I was taken uh, into the studio room. They were setting up chairs. I saw... Um, I saw where Howard was going to be. Was I, was I going to be on stage with him or, or at some other level? Uh, and then, then I, looked, I looked to the side. Oh, No! Um, there was there was an easel art stand there with maybe an easel or some big board uh, with with instructions. Um, oh, brother! Oh. They insisted um, Howard was to be addressed formally as Mr. Stern um, 
Yeah. What I, what I really, uh, what I really got horrified at was uh, instructions uh, saying uh, not to touch intimate body parts. So he was ahead of all that hashtag me too, I guess. What? Hmm? Never mind. He was ahead of his time, I guess. Um, no, this was... No. No, um... Was it for you not to touch him or for him not to touch you? Or uh, were you not supposed no, to the, touch the, yourself? No, the guests... The guests were not supposed to touch themselves in uh. intimate areas. <laughs> were there any guests that looked like they were going to do that? No. What kind of guest would require that kind of sign? <laughs> well, well, I can uh, understand please, your concern. Please, uh, when I looked, when I looked at the other guests who were going to be on my episode, I saw at the time that uh, um, wild hairdos, um, uh, fat props, and sometimes outlandish clothes, but but still. Uh, decently covering the body um, uh, had made the scene uh, long before. This, um, when I was first contacted to be on Howard Stern, it was 1992. So, so things like, well, things like uh, uh, profane language, um, immodest dress and sexual uh, explicitness had had been in vogue uh, for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, when I took my place with the other guests in the uh, in the uh, seating gallery, um, uh, the uh, the the opening sequences were went were were put through and uh and then um um I still hadn't seen Howard so I could talk with him I didn't see him until he came out into the room into the studio and sat down uh, at in his chair I I couldn't believe how he looked uh, when when I saw him, um, uh, sunglasses, um, uh, well, some uh, extreme makeup like, like lipstick smears, uh, strokes on the face, and his wild hair. This is national television. Good grief! Oh dear, what are they what are they going to do to me? What have I gotten into? Um, at, at, at one time, when uh, um, Howard finished with one guest, uh, and there was a break, uh, he went out, and uh, one of the technicians uh, came on saying that it would be my turn uh, on the uh, on the next. What was the term he used? Uh, set. Um, well, I tried to explain to him. Uh, 
please tell Howard he's got to be respectful with me. Uh, I tried to tell him about uh, Dr. Shock, but he, but he cut me short. He went out, and I hadn't had a chance to, to explain my, my seriousness, my, my mission, my objectives, uh, to to the top person, and then the top, and then the top person was so untidy on national television before goodness knows how many people. Um. So when he when he called for me and and I stood up and I told him that I was uh, portraying. Uh, uh, underdog, he said, Underdog was just a silly show. So was the Batman TV series. And there was a, there was a lot of complaints about that, demanding improvement. I've always done uh, Underdog much more seriously and respectfully and... Uh, And artistically, um, uh, on on stage at conventions and a couple of variety shows, uh, Howard called me up, and uh, well, my music started. I, I started to dance, uh, but uh, but he interrupted me. What what are you what are you trying to prove? I don't understand what you're doing at all. And I and I had to scold him saying I'm portraying underdog uh, respectfully and meritoriously through dance. Um uh I started back to my seat. Um but but Howard said no no come on we want, we want to see more. Um, I thought he was trying I thought I thought he was through with me uh, uh, because of his attitude and tone of voice, but but he said he wanted to see more. Uh, yeah, all right. So I came well, back. I finished my number. Um, I thought um, I thought I I thought I had done a good job, but then uh, I had to wait in the gallery until the rest of the guests had come on, and then uh, I, I went down the hall. Uh, I, I forget where I was headed for, uh, and I was thinking, oh, good grief, that guy just looked terrible, and, oh, oh, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't show me any respect at all. I never got, I never got to talk with him beforehand. Um, well then, um, yeah, uh, stuttering John came on the scene and he wanted to talk with me so I I did have a conversation with him but 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 it wasn't on camera well, um, that's because it would have taken forever what it would have taken forever huh to have a conversation with him um
stuttering John asked me what I thought of the show, and I thought, it's much too immodest. And and he's he's totally uh, inappropriately dressed. And um, his antics, his his uh, those house rules, and and his use of sexual terms could get me into trouble. Um, because your parents would have been upset. Huh? Because your parents would have been upset. Um. Well. Um, well, I had moved into my own apartment in uh, 1977, so some many trips I went on and some performances I did um, as, as underdog and some other characters, I didn't tell my parents about because, uh, um, well, since I no longer lived with them, um, it really wasn't their business. So I still didn't know the first thing about the Howard Stern TV program when they called me, uh, had me audition, and had me debut. They didn't know the first thing about it. But after I, um, uh, after I, after I made that first episode and and it's seen, um, it's objectionable nature uh, for the first time. I thought, oh, good grief. Oh, I might get into serious trouble. I can't tell my parents about this. They'd, they'd never forgive me. Um, well, Stuttering John raised the subject of um, uh, Underdog's power pill. Do either of you remember that? Uh, vaguely. Um, well, see, in the mid-80s, uh, First Lady... Uh, Nancy Reagan uh, was handling her her major anti-drug campaign. Um, yeah, uh, there was a there was a lot of emphasis on um, against uh, taking drugs uh, in pill form or 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 for energy uh, for. Uh, uh, escape moods like you get with some other drugs um, yeah so in so in in the mid 80s when I was making uh, underdog appearances in conventions some people came up to me and said um, uh, don't you realize underdog was a drug addict by by taking that energy pill um, well this put me in a lot of trouble because um when I watched the original uh, cartoon shows, um, some of them showed uh, Underdog becoming exhausted, the way anybody becomes uh, after uh, expending energy. Uh, so the average citizen um, would take some uh, commercial... Uh, recharge uh, uh, a drink or a food to um, recharge his batteries, so to speak. 
in the case of Underdog, um, uh, in some episodes, not everyone, uh, he was made to become exhausted from overexertion, and he needed something to recharge his batteries in a hurry. Uh, so he always said at those times, the secret compartment... Wait, can, can the camera see my ring? We get pointed there. Um, uh, can you get the camera to get a close-up of it? Just hold it. Um, Just hold it like that and we'll get it. it. Underdog always said, the secret compartment of my ring I fill with an underdog super energy pill. <laughs> oh boy, this is difficult to open. It does open, but it's a little tricky. <laughs> oh, here it is. That's when you really need the energy to open the, the compartment. Uh, uh, yes. Child safety. What? It's child safe. It's what? Child safe, like the bottles, when you have to push down and twist. Um, well, there is... There is a big uh, lump of plastic yeah. uh, inside this ring that's made to look like the energy pill. Ah. You, you can't remove it. Um, but, the, but the pill was only a revitalizer. It, would not, it was not his source of strength. Um, yeah, uh, instant replay and Gatorade. Are, are two examples of true-life commercial rechargers in a hurry. So I, I had to explain that uh, to uh, Stuttering John. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, the, the people in the mid-'80s, in the midst of this campaign, um, uh, ridiculed me for apparently being... A pill popper. I tried to explain um, what Underdog had done uh, originally, but but they wouldn't listen. And then, sometime uh, during that time, uh, people came up to me saying, um, uh, "The Underdog episodes are being rerun <coughs> um, in this area, but but the parts of the stories showing Underdog." taking the pill had been deleted. Oh. Well, see, that way, there was a break in continuity. And then, um, uh, uh, well, I'm not sure about adults, but but children uh, watching the cartoons at those times um, were never able to figure out how was, how was underdog, uh, Weak at first. How did he suddenly get his powers back? That would that would be confusing. They could always just say it was a chewable vitamin. <laughs> Kids were taking those even in that era. Yeah, in the eighties, there was a lot uh, of yes. chewable vitamins. The... Yes, at least they were. They knew they were vitamins. They were not illegal drugs. Yeah, and 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 it did not. They did those vitamins did not make uh, the consumers super powerful. Right, that's something else. If you want a real example, a more familiar example 
with a fictional character who was dependent on a substance in every story for temporary acquisition of superpowers. That was Popeye. Oh, that's right. Remember, in every story, uh, Popeye started uh, out uh, as just Mar- just Marcus. an average person, but uh, but then when 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 all the uh, stories or or when all points of the stories added up to some enormous crisis, uh, he had to uh, gulp down um, uh, spinach and. It didn't need to digest. He gulped it and uh, and yeah. and he became strong instantly. But but the strength didn't last that long. By the beginning of the next story, the effects of the spinach had worn off. Uh, I noticed they never censored uh, Popeye. That's right. Yeah, see the yeah. vegetables. And he had a serious addiction yeah. problem. I know. <laughs> Well, well, well. The creators uh, of Popeye were trying to get uh, kids to eat spinach because it was a vegetable and it was nutritious. But I found when eating spinach, uh, it didn't taste very good uh, by itself. Many years later, long after I had grown up, and I occasionally had spinach uh, as part of my dinner. I had to make it taste better by putting butter and salt on it. Yep. You need to fix it up a bit. <laughs> yeah, the spinach pop I ate uh, was raw. It wasn't cooked. Yeah, yeah. Definitely in the... Uh, it was canned. It was canned form, yeah. Well, yeah it, had, it was, it was, yeah, it was in a can. He had but, enough strength to pop the can open, yeah. which is incredible, but... <laughs> yeah. Inconsistent. Yeah, there right. You go. So, should we wrap it up for this this oh, show? Oh gosh. We'll do another one. Uh, oh please. Do you want to add let, let, please let me let me keep in order. Okay. After after my premiere on Howard Stern, I uh, I was shocked about how the how the program was. The next day was a Saturday, the the weekday it normally aired. So I watched an episode. That was my first. That was the first time I saw an episode in the normal matter, and it was absolutely vulgar. Uh, before the program itself went on, there was a warning on the screen that said, um, uh, "This program contains uh, mature uh, adult material. Viewer discretion is advised." Oh boy! Well, that was par for the course for that channel at the time if i remember correctly they had a lot of shows like that i yeah but don't you see because uh, because i hadn't seen howard stern's show before appearing on it and now that i'd seen an episode for the first time i was really badly shaken um, that's what you do and i was still afraid to uh, tell buyer. my parents about it buyer beware that's right <laughs> but but why did you do I it again? I have to say <laughs> that that was the show I saw you on first. A lot of people did. Oh, so, dear. Oh, dear. You know, because, well, because, well, because um, several 
uh, sequential episodes I watched at home before being called uh, to appear on it again uh, were were equally obscene. I was I was really distressed. Um, and uh, uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, my, we... my, my, my parents found out about it because uh, my father said um, he had received a very strange uh, phone call. Um, my episode was shown uh, two Saturdays uh, after I watched it for the first time. And and my parents were star raving, stark raving mad. They were really angry at me. Um, so, so um, <laughs> well, over time, when I when I had to go out in public, um, when when I had to leave for work to catch uh, a bus, or when I went to other commitments, uh, people began recognizing me and and teasing me um, with. Um, uh, uh, obscene questions or statements uh, made originally by Howard or one of his uh, assistants. Um, my parents refused to believe that that he and the program had been complete strangers. Um, so, so over time, um, I was I was recognized for only having been on that show. Uh, people didn't care uh, what my theme had been, or they were made to believe that that Underdog was Howard's creation. Because that, that at the time that I first appeared, the original cartoon show hadn't been uh, rerun uh, in quite some time. So uh, many people who watched my Howard Stern first episode and were be becoming acquainted with Underdog for the first time uh, 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 took me at face value. They jumped to the conclusion that that Howard Stern had created Underdog and Underdog was R to X rated. So I I I was a real laughingstock and and public enemy. Um Ever since. Now, if you had such a terrible experience, why did you go back? Huh? Why did you do it again? The woman in charge of um, booking guests said that Howard was going to do uh, a Hollywood Squares episode. No, I won't come back. Um... Um, all the other guests are respectable people, and look at how the original show is, well, family-friendly. Uh, 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 Howard won't make fun of you. Oh, boy. I agreed to come, but, um, but um, when they had me take my spot in the grid, uh, it was on the top level, and they quickly pulled away uh, portable staircases. Um, as the show progressed, I, sh I saw that uh, Howard was still being uh, vulgar, and uh, um, most of the other guests 
exemplified the worst of human vices. The only other respectable guest uh, was Gene Reynolds. I didn't get a chance to uh, talk with him afterward or uh, even before because I think, um, yeah, when I walked into the room where the grid was, I saw how some of the other squares were marked. Oh, oh no. They were all, uh, they were all obscene or sexually explicit words or names. Only Jean and I had um, respectable, respectful, uh, respectable uh, designations. Hmm. Um, when, when, well, when under, uh, when when Howard uh, first, or rather, when when one of Howard's guests uh, called on me. Uh, to be the next panelist, uh, Howard Stern didn't ask me uh, a game question immediately. He talked about my underdog portrayals in general. But he asked... Oh, wait, I think I have it here. Um, yeah. Um, uh, 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 I know. I know oh, no, it's here it's somewhere. Very small print. Huh? Very small print. I, 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 I know. I can't read it clearly without my, without my glasses. I shouldn't wear them when I'm well, performing. You can, you can just tell us. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see if, uh, if I can find, um, uh, how I uh, paraphrased it. Get me my glasses. I'm, oh boy, it's, I know it's here somewhere. Oh boy. Oh my. Oh yeah, here's something. Uh, society always frets about violence on TV setting bad, real-life examples. Howard Stern's R and X-rated comedy brought a real tragedy in life to me. Oh, yeah, if the show, its norms, and contents prove so offensive, why didn't you just leave? I was made to sign releases before any taping was done. I was afraid the staff would take action against me. But also, I was a long way from home. I didn't know anyone. I didn't know my way around the premises. And since I had no car and had been brought in by limo, I could not return home by itself. <coughs> oh, oh yeah, here. Um, Howard and his minions besmirched 
the good names of both the character and me by asking <coughs> these questions uh, in either the uh, Hollywood Squares episode or other episodes. Does underdog bark like conventional dogs? And does he belch? Aha, here. Does he excrete wastes? <laughs> Howard's exact words were, do any of your uh, uh, portrayals uh, depict him going off somewhere by himself to go to the toilet? Oh, brother. Hmm. Um, does he lust after his girlfriend? Uh, sweet, probably purebred. Mm-hmm. Does he fight with other superheroes for superiority or supremacy? Does my dancing depict him in any of these situations? Um, the dancers. The answer to all those questions was no. Trolls definitely weren't invented with the internet, were they? Excuse me. Uh, it's a thing called trolling nowadays, where uh, someone baits you uh, in an attempt to uh, get you to respond. Right, so we're, we're almost at two hours. Huh? We're almost at two hours. So, can we do a repeat performance soon? We're going to do this, is what we'll do. We're going to. Please. Um, well, we're going to do All right, so I, I, I was in very bad trouble um, after having been uh, on the Howard Stern show. Um, there was a third episode, which was which was like the uh, uh, Academy Awards. Um, the woman in charge of guests said I had been so, nominated so for an award, and so I had to come to it. What? So why don't we do this? We'll do another interview. Okay, when you're going to tell us what happened after the second episode, and then we'll talk about other stuff because this is not that important. Well, let me let me just say this. Um, we'll, we'll uh, please, okay. please. <laughs> okay. Um, sometime, sometime later in 1992, um, I I received a letter from um, from the area just around Atlantic City that. That an underdog fan club uh, had been formed. They 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 had admired my mission uh, 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 for many years. Um, now, now I was I was contacted by the program, the, the the Howard Stern program again, to be on an award show. I, I had been nominated for an award, and I had to be there accepted. I said no. And I had to repeat myself many times. But then the woman said, hold on a moment. She put me on hold. And when she came back, uh, she said, you must come. Anybody nominated for an award is mandated to be there. So I was stuck. I was extremely afraid when I made the trip. Um, um, uh, there was a TV in the room where I... Where I was waiting, I, I had time to myself. Oh no! There was an advertisement for the episode to was, that I was to make. The award figurines were pornographic. I ran out of the room. I tried to. I tried to get out of the studio, 
but I didn't know my way around, and two women uh, overtook me and forced me to return. So, uh, so when the episode started airing, uh, I was seated at a table, but I think my back was to the camera. I had my face down. I wasn't going to let the uh, uh, viewers see me. And then, and then someone said, for best choreography, uh, the winner is the under... The, people were calling the underdog lady. Her, Stern invented that term, and it was, a, it was misleading and false. And the public kept calling me that for years, Edward. Well, well, I had won, I had won the award, but but since I had seen what the figurines looked like, um, I went up to give my speech. I said, "I'm not accepting this award," and uh, I went over um, all the all the misleadings and uh, maltreatments I had gone through, and how. Underdog was now mistakenly believed uh, to be Howard's creation. Um, I know, I, I know, I made uh, a lot of denunciatory statements, and you, Howard Stern, are responsible. You made the program what it was, and now, and now you'll pay the consequences when you least expect it. Good. Well, I, uh, yeah. Um, I thought the audience would be struck still, silent, but but when I left the platform, they were they were screaming and applauding loudly and howling and even dog barking. Um, and then shortly afterward, wait, that wait, that, wait. that 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 underdog wait. fan club wrote me back, saying they were disbanding, they were abandoning me. Um, uh, they said. We have been besieged with complaints from parents and friends about your latest uh, Howard Stern appearance. How could you possibly have accepted? You should know better. You should have known he was putting you on, and you, you, you made a bad example for our children. So, obviously, you don't deserve our respect. Uh, okay, but um, I had no chance uh, to contact uh, that disbanding club, uh, that I didn't make the appearance willingly. I didn't get a chance to explain uh, how I was forced uh, to be on it. But I was going to mention when you said you'll pay for this, if if that's what you said, he actually did because he ended up on a really bad TV show, America Got the Best Talent or something. Well, 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 (laughs) well, before that, uh, the, 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 the the original show that I had been on uh, was cancelled. Now, he deserved that. But uh, I asked, um, did I, or maybe my award speech, have anything to do with it? Um, um, yeah, I had a contact at that time named uh, uh, Kevin. Uh, he said, um, you're partly... Uh, responsible. There were a lot of reasons, but um, but I was never officially acknowledged, credited, commended, or respected in any other way. If I did have anything to do with that cancellation, they never they there there was no reference to me in the official documents. 
I don't think they tell you when you get canceled. They just tell you you're canceled. <laughs> they start taking the props out of the studio that you're doing the last show. Yeah. Yeah, so who knows why. why <laughs> it's usually the ratings that cancel the shows. But but I'm sure that um, there there's a benefit to that because you made those appearances in the larger audience. People got to know you. More people got to know you. So you got to think the good with but the, the majority, but the But the majority of them um, didn't um, respect me. They, uh, they teased me. They insulted me. Uh, they made false accusations. Um, they made me a target of uh, ridicule and, and uh, alleged... Uh, Drug abuse and and sexual lust. Well, that's almost as bad as Harvey Weinstein, I guess. Okay. Um, so, can we wrap it up now for this time, and we'll do another one later because oh, we're right. going to be out of time. Right. And, you know. Okay. So, all right. So let's let's say goodbye. You can wave, and then we'll do another one. So this is part one of many. And Suzanne's going to share many more stories that they have nothing to do with Howard Stern or any of that stuff. More, more stuff with uh, the better shows, right, and, and performances. So thank you very much, Suzanne, for talking to us and sharing the stories, okay? Yeah, thanks. It was, it was good to see you again. Mm.